When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jay Bowen here, and I've got everything you need to know before you watch the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. Jay Bowen! Whether you like it or not, the Belgian Grand Prix weekend is the third of this season's six sprint weekends, which means this weekend's schedule looks completely different than a normal race weekend's. The 2023 Belgian Grand Prix race weekend begins on Friday, July 28th with free practice one and Grand Prix qualifying, the latter taking place at 10 a.m. Central Time, which is 3 p.m. UTC. Sprint race qualifying, aka the Sprint Shootout, pew 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 pew, will take place Saturday, July 29th at 5 a.m. Central Time, which is 10 a.m. UTC, that is early, and the Sprint race follows not long after at 9.30 a.m. Central Time, which is 2.30 p.m. UTC, and the Grand Prix is on Sunday, July 30th at 8 a.m. Central Time, or 1 p.m. UTC. To kick things off and help you get better acquainted with the Belgian Grand Prix, here are three Belgian Grand Prix fun facts. Fact 1. A lap around the Belgian Grand Prix's Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps is both the lap with the most elevation change on the Formula 1 calendar and the longest lap on the Formula 1 calendar. For elevation change, an insane 102.2 meters or 335 feet separate Spa's lowest point on the track, turn 15, from the highest point, turn 7. To put that in perspective, that's like descending the Statue of Liberty every single lap and then some. For length, Spa is 7.004 kilometers or 4.35 miles in length, which is more than twice the length of the F1 calendar shortest circuit, the Circuit de Monaco, which measures 3.337 kilometers or 2.07 miles in length. And if you think a lap around Spa is long now, get a load of fact too. The original Spa layout used from 1950 to 1970 was incredibly over twice as long as the present day Spa layout. Yes, you heard that right. Spa is currently the longest circuit in Formula One, and it somehow used to be over twice as long as it is now, coming in at 14.12 kilometers or 8.77 miles in length. This old layout was so long that it actually had drivers racing through three separate Belgian towns, Francorchamps, Malmedy, and Stavelo, and the race lasted just 28 laps. In fact, three, Max Verstappen's comeback drive to win last year's 2022 Belgian Grand Prix by 17.8 seconds after starting the race P14 is tied with the furthest back on the starting grid from which anybody has won a Formula One race since the 2008 Fernando Alonso crashgate debacle that saw Alonso win the Singapore Grand Prix from P15 on the starting grid. Next up, let's check in with my producer and brother, producer Jeff, who is currently on the Formula Bone pit wall at the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa. Producer Jeff, radio check. Hey Jay Bone, I wanted to give everyone a weather forecast for this weekend. Uh, it's gonna rain a lot. It's going to be great weather for a duck. By the way, I'm trying to hit 2,500 likes on this video. If you could please toss me a like. One like equals one J-Bone. Wait, if I do that, that's a lot of J-Bones. Next up, let's settle the Belgian Grand Prix's Eau Rouge versus Radion name debate once and for all. 
If you're new to Formula One, the Radion de la Rouge complex at Spa-Francorchamps, the Belgian Grand Prix circuit, is easily Formula One's most famous series of corners. It's a steep left-to-right hill climb complex that carves up and across a hill deep in the Belgian forest, and it's taken flat out by drivers. Now, what is the name debate, you might ask? The complex's full name is Radion de la Rouge, but that's not what most people call it because it's pretty long. Most people shorten that to just Eau Rouge, which is not what they should be doing. Why? Because Eau Rouge is the boring left-hand kink at the bottom of the hill, and Radion is the impressive uphill right-hander that does most of the heavy lifting when it comes to this corner's iconic status, and is what people generally think they're referring to when they say Eau Rouge. I think Radion deserves more respect than Eau Rouge because it's way cooler, and that's why I've taken it upon myself to lead the charge in referring to this complex by either its full name, Radion de la Rouge, or if you're gonna shorten it, just Radion. If you're wondering, Eau Rouge translates from French to English as red water, and the corner got its name because a stream runs beneath the circuit at this corner that is colored red due to the presence of iron oxide in the water. And Radion translates from French to English as steep road, and the corner got its name because it's a steep road. It's pretty obvious, I guess. For tire compounds at the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for a neutral compound range, the C2 hards, C3 mediums, and C4 softs. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their choice, quote, We've nominated the same lineup of compounds as last year, C2, C3, and C4, to offer a wide range of strategy options, at least if the rain holds off. Traditionally, the weather at Spa is a key factor throughout the weekend. The fact that the Grand Prix has moved dates from the first race after the summer break to the last race before it should make little difference as the forecast is always variable anyway. The length of the track, with Spa being the longest lap of the year and the variation in elevation, which is also the biggest of the whole season, means that it's easy to find wet conditions on one part of the track while it's completely dry elsewhere. At Spa, we tend to see some of the biggest differences in terms of aerodynamic setup between the teams. Some prefer more downforce in order to push harder during the second sector, while others prefer a looser car to have extra speed to attack and defend more down the straights. End quote. My Belgian Grand Prix preview is sponsored by Bird Dogs, who make the best shorts and pants you will ever try on, and I promise, I'm not just saying that because they're paying me to, which they are, but that's not why I'm saying it. I literally wear Bird Dogs at least four days per week. I'm literally wearing a pair of their joggers right now, and I'm doing that because they look great, they feel even better, and because I can do literally anything in them, okay? I can chill, I can bike, I can golf, I can work out, I can go on a road trip, I can go play the drums in a cover band for Creed. I can even swim in them. I wouldn't swim in the joggers necessarily because that would provide a lot of drag in the water, but you get the point. My favorite thing about bird dogs is that they come with underwear already built into them, so when you want to get dressed quickly, you just put on your bird dogs and boom, you skip a step and you're good to go. They also cut down on laundry for those of you who hate laundry like I do. And don't just take it from me. Take it from Squires, a member of my Discord, who used my Bird Dogs code to get himself a pair of Bird Dogs and a free tumbler and said they were so comfy. You need to be wearing Bird Dogs, and I've got you covered with a special deal. Go to birddogs.com bone and enter promo code bone for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. The tumbler is one of those super premium thermos things that keeps your drinks hot or cold. Yeti sells them for like 40 bucks, and you get one for free with your order with my code birddogs.com bone, promo code bone, free tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off, I promise you. Jebon! 
Next up, here are your storylines to follow for the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. Your first storyline, this will be the first ever F1 Sprint Weekend to take place at the Belgian Grand Prix. And do you want my thoughts on that? I hope so, because you're watching this video. Here are two reasons why Formula One should not have made the Belgian Grand Prix an F1 Sprint Weekend. First off, the weather. The Belgian Grand Prix is famous for being one of the rainiest race weekends on the entire Formula One calendar. There was once a span where it rained during the Belgian Grand Prix race weekend an absurd 20 years in a row. And if you were watching Formula One in 2021, then you already know how rain can impact the Belgian Grand Prix race weekend. Hashtag Mazepin fastest lap. It's hard enough to put on one race at Spa that doesn't get impacted by rain. And I think F1 is really pushing their luck by trying to get two as well as an additional qualifying session. Case in point, look at this week's absurdly wet weather forecast at the circuit. Oh gosh, this will certainly go well. Second, Spa is the longest circuit on the F1 calendar, which means its sprint race will be the shortest possible sprint race by laps, coming in at just 14 laps around the circuit. With Spa having just two DRS zones and DRS not being enabled until lap two, this means drivers will only have 26 DRS uses during the sprint race to assist in their overtaking attempts, which should result in this sprint race having fewer overtakes than others, producing less quality of a spectacle for all of us. Again, especially if it's run in wet conditions where people aren't attacking. Needless to say, I do not have high hopes for this sprint race, but I've been proven wrong by sprint races in the past, so let's hope I'm wrong. Your second storyline, all eyes, will be on Daniel Ricciardo at the Belgian Grand Prix. Despite getting rear-ended by Joe at lap one, turn one of his return to Formula One last weekend in Hungary, which made it all but impossible for him to finish in the points there, Daniel still had a great recovery drive from P18 to P13, and he ended the weekend, both out-qualifying his teammate Yuki Tsunoda and finishing ahead of Yuki in the Grand Prix, despite that being Daniel's first race for AlphaTauri. Yes, I know Yuki got screwed over by a bad pit stop, but Daniel got screwed over by Joe, so it kind of evens out. Because of this promising first race back for Daniel, we are all eagerly awaiting his second race back in Belgium this weekend, where we will hopefully get to see what he's made of when he doesn't have his race immediately ruined. It, of course, may be hard for Daniel to avoid an incident if it's going to be as rainy as it looks, but only time will tell. Daniel seems to be thriving in his new role as an underdog, and based on what we saw in Hungary, I think a points finish is on the horizon for him. Your third storyline, hop on the McLaren train, everybody. Choo-choo! I'm obsessed with McLaren right now, and I don't care who knows it. McLaren are the only team to have had both of their drivers finish in the top five in each of the last two Grand Prix, and they've also finished P2 in each of the last two Grand Prix as well. Just an incredible two-race run for the Papaya. I'll actually use those facts to argue that McLaren are the hottest team in Formula One right now, and I'm not just saying that because I like to sometimes pretend Red Bull doesn't exist to make me feel more alive. alive. Have Red Bull... Had both their drivers finish in the top five in each of the last two races? No. McLaren have, though. Ergo, by that specific metric, they are the hottest team in F1. Don't at me. McLaren have injected some much-needed spice, pizzazz, and excitement into this Formula One season, and it could not be more fun for all of us and me. J-Bone. J-Bone! <laughs>
How do you, yes you, think McLaren will perform at the Belgian Grand Prix? Let me, J-Bone, know in the comments, like literally right now, stop what you're doing, comment right now with how you think McLaren's gonna do at the Belgian Grand Prix, do it right now. I'm J-Bone, do it for J-Bone, I command you. And your final storyline, the summer break is almost here. The Belgian Grand Prix is the final race before Formula One's summer break, which is used to give teams and drivers a rest after a grueling, globe-trotting grind from the start of March through the end of July. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, you make sure you soak up the Belgian Grand Prix and its racing while you have it. Because, folks, we are about to be without Formula One for almost a month. Okay? So really soak it in this weekend because... You're going to be happy you did when you're deprived. By the way, the most fun way that you can support yourself while supporting J-Bone, me, Formula Bone, is by buying some of my awesome merch that I sell on the Formula Bone shop. Give my collection a browse through the link in the description and see if there's anything you like, such as this El Plan hat, this windless racing shirt, this Formula Bone hat, this, uh, this El Plan shirt. I got so much merch. This Formula Bone mug. It's everywhere, okay? I got a lot of merch. Buy it. J-Bone. Link in the description. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. Here are my three bona fide race predictions for the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. My first race prediction is that McLaren will finish on the podium for the third race in a row. I learned my lesson in a big way after McLaren embarrassed me in Hungary by finishing P2 and P5 just days after I said they might not have a single car finish in the top five. So I will not be making the mistake of underrating McLaren again. Their ability to finish P2 at such wildly different circuits as Silverstone and the Hungara Ring has proved to me that they are legit and not just merchants of one particular style of circuit. And that's why I like them to have a car finish on the podium in Belgium. And who knows? Lando's on a tear and Spa is Oscar Piastri's favorite circuit. So maybe they'll even have two cars finish on the podium like they easily could have at Silverstone. I'm not going to say they aren't, because I've learned my lesson. Choo-choo, McLaren train! My second race prediction is that Checo Perez will finish P2 for the first time since the Miami Grand Prix. I think Checo just got his mojo back in Hungary by making it into Q3 for the first time in a while and finishing on the podium. And we all saw what the Red Bull car was able to do at Spa last year as Max won the race from P14 and the Red Bulls finished 1-2. That is why I like Checo to return to the top step of the podium, which that's not including the P1 step, which is reserved for Max at this point, after Checo has missed out on P2 in the last six races. And my third race prediction is that Alex Albon will finish in the points for just the fourth time this season. Alex Albon is easily the F1 driver out driving their car the most this season with these impressive performances he's been able to extract from his admittedly improving but still not great Williams tractor. He is sure to be a hot commodity come silly season because of his great season he's having, though he does seem pretty bought into James Valls' Williams just like I am. So who knows if he'd leave Williams if offered a drive in a superior car. I'm excited to find out in silly season, which starts soon. Not only all that, though, but Albon finished in the points at Spa last year with his Williams being the fastest one out there in a straight line. And with the improvements that have been made to the Williams car since then and to his own performance level since then, I love Alex Albon to finish in the points at Spa. Next up, here are my predictions for the top five finishers in the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix with zero reasoning and zero explanation. 
Lewis Hamilton, P4 Oscar Piastri, P3 Lando Norris, P2 Checo Perez, P1 Max Verstappen. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here after the Belgian Grand Prix for my Belgian Grand Prix recap, where we'll digest all the insanity that occurs at Spa together. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie and Glow. If you want your name shouted out in all my videos, along with a bunch of other awesome Formula Bone perks, hit up the Patreon and or YouTube channel member links in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out the Formula Bone shop where you can get all the F1 inspired merch featured in this video and more. Link in the description. Until next time, folks. J-J-J-J-J-Bone! J-Bone!